Hello, Michael Worth here, and welcome to episode 31 of the All Walks of Art podcast. On today's show, we have a special guest all the way from Arizona. We're drinking some booze. We discuss some On This Day in History, and we have a lot more. But first, allow me to introduce my brother from another mother, my comrade from another dad. I picked that on my own That's here. That's good. Yeah, Russian. Nice. And Mother Plucker of the four-string rhythm section thing spelled like a fish. I don't understand that. Please welcome to the show, Paul Ramey. Hi. I I prefer the Ayatollah of rock and roll. Oh, that's good. Reference. I like that one. Yeah. And without further ado, joining us all the way from sunny, it's a dry heat, Arizona, <laughs> the man who gives the All Walks of Art podcast a proper theme song and the only person I know who can turn a hydro flask into a killer percussion instrument, my friend, Adil Constantine. Welcome to the show, Adil. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you so much. What a great intro. Yeah. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, um... So what are we having to drink? Did you did you bring anything to the show? So my wife told me that there's basically plans after this podcast. Oh, so yeah. I can't go too hard. So <laughs> yeah, he's I'm driving. just going good old Jack and Coke. Right That's here. awesome. Oh, That's awesome. Paul, we I'm gonna I'm gonna make you drink Jameson today. Christ. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is the stout edition. It's from the cask mates. So what they do is they put this in stout craft beer barrels. So it's grabbed a little bit of that. So just because of that, and because we're from Ohio, I had to grab this uh, Dark Apparition. And That's a cool name, at least. Yeah, yeah, it's a stout. That is it, a cool it, name. It's a Russian Imperial stout. That's why I brought in the comrade from another dad. Oh, I got it. Really? You know? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sure it's I think this stuff now. out. Yeah. So, and the Jameson, obviously, is for St. Patrick's Day, which is coming up shortly, and I'm, I'm pre-gaming that. So, you know, it's a... Uh, Amateur night for most people, but for me, it's just another day. <laughs> anyway, anyway, our main topics. I got to talk to Adil about his music. Adil, give us some background. Give our listeners some background of where you started with your music and how it came to be. So um, my background, I basically started with music when I was very little. Um, my parents got me a little keyboard um, when they saw that I had interest in music. I think I was like around eight or nine. They put me in like uh, classes and all that stuff to, to learn how to play the piano. Uh, but then at the time, I'm like, you know what? Piano is cool, but all the cool dudes that I look up to are guitarists. And so I really wanted a guitar. So um, at the age of 13, they got me my first guitar. And actually, I have it right here. Oh, killer. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it's a, it's a Spanish guitar uh, by Admira. And um, this is, by the way, back in, can't remember what year, but this is, I got it from Syria. Because um, in case you don't know me, I was born in Iraq, um, and then when the first war happened with the U.S., we, my family kind of like, okay, we got to get out of here. Um, and we traveled around a little bit, but then we landed in Syria, and that's where I went to school and all that stuff. Um, so that's kind of like um, where I started my music journey really mm -hmm. there. Um, and at the time, like Spanish guitar was very popular in Arabic music. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, that kind of really got me into it even more. Um, and then shortly after that, you know, I had friends that came from, um, uh, had a friend actually that came from France and he's like, dude, have you heard of Metallica? And I was like, <laughs> no, he's like, check this out. It's the, the black album, mm -hmm. which is like, um, banned in syria because they think if you play it backwards it's the devil talking oh to wow you. i did not know that <laughs> oh wow yeah um i listened to it, i was like oh my gosh this is amazing and um but i didn't have an electric guitar you know i was just trying to play i think the first song i, I learned was nothing else matters mm -hmm. um and then after that let's see in 2001 um our papers finally went through and we got our visa to come to the u.s Nice. Um, and that's when I came here and started diving more into rock and metal. And, yeah. um, in high school, I joined the jazz band. So, mm -hmm. um, learned the blue scale and all that stuff. And, um, yeah, kind of after that, just, um, joined a band here, a band there, nothing went crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, it was more of just jamming sessions. 
a lot of them. I played for church a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was playing like Sunday nights, the more, you know, like worship music type right. of stuff. Um, but then on Wednesday nights, it was youth night. So it was more of a, like a Christian rock style. Very cool. Um, I did that for like three, four years. Um, and then after that, it became more of a, I got really busy with, with life and college and mm-hmm. marriage and, right. you know, making money and all that stuff. So music kind of was on the back burner for a while. That's cool. I, I think that's, that's popular with a lot of our listeners. It, it It's, it's a side hustle for a lot of us, you know, right. yeah. and uh, it's just fun, you know, and, and that, that makes me think, I was watching a couple of your videos preparing for this, uh, not that it was the first time I've ever watched your videos because you do have a YouTube channel. Uh, yes. What plug your YouTube channel so people listening will know where to find it. So my YouTube channel, um, it used it started like really weird because I was doing gaming videos and all that. But then um, as of like early last year, I decided to take it seriously um, and focus on something that I enjoy creating, which is music. So I figured, you know what, I'm going to pursue this, learn basically how to produce uh, music with the current digital style, you know, with Ableton and all that stuff. And I figured I'll document my journey on YouTube. So my videos on there are basically making beats, reviewing plugins, um, uh, little challenges like making, you know, the, the beat with a hydro flask, all the different sounds from my hydro flask. So um, that's basically what my channel is about. That's, that's kind of, that's a great, really kind of a segue of what I wanted to get into here. As creatives, a lot of times we we have so many different influences and so many different things we're interested in. Niching down like that or niching down for for those of you who say it that way, um, it, it's almost like to some people that's you're cutting yourself off, right? And it's not. Mm-hmm. It's it's that you're focusing, you're really honing in on the one thing that you want to do really well. And that right. doesn't mean you can't sprinkle those other things in there. You know, like mm-hmm. like... I know you like taking pictures and doing video. Yeah. So YouTube is a national, uh, a natural progression for your music to throw it out there to show people how to do it. Your gaming background, I think is uh, really what brings Ableton into it because it's digital. You're looking at a screen, you're making something. It's a lot right. like gaming in that respect. So tell us about your experience with Ableton and how, what, what drew you to that, that whole so, process. Yeah. So with Ableton, um, honestly, like I've tried so many different um, DAWs in the past and they all kind of felt the same to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so to go a little bit back, um, I when I finished high school, I did go to a community college here and I really wanted to pursue like the music, you know, business side of things. So one of the courses I took was like electronic music and they all teach you pro tools, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's kind of the industry dog. Right. And, um, I really enjoyed it. And because the, like, I still remember to this day, one of the, one of the assignments was he gave us like different samples. Like there was a, uh, a sample for a sword, one for like, uh, just a hitting on the table. And he said, make something with it. Um, and I made a beat out of that. And I remember how much I had, how much fun I had with this. Um, just making something out of the limited samples that I have. And, and what's funny is, um, as I kept taking courses, um, this is totally off the question where you asked me about Ableton, <laughs> but I do remember talking to one of my professors about like, like, can you really make it in this industry? You know, like, or is it all about connections? Is it all about knowing the right people and, uh, going to LA and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, it's very hard right now. So he said, do you have any other interests? I'm like, well, I do love computers. <laughs> you know, I love computers. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a techie too. He said, pursue that. And then you can always do music on the side. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of, you know, just took his, his advice. And, uh, and I feel like it was kind of meant to be to kind of take that route because otherwise I wouldn't have um, kind of the stable life um, when right. I got married and all that stuff. And, um, I don't know. I feel like my whole life would be in a total different direction if I yeah, just right. stuck with music and travel and all that stuff. But going back to Ableton. Um, so I tried Pro Tool, I tried Cubase, I tried Reason, uh, Reason I had fun with, but it seemed like it had very limited support. Um, and then I ran into, um, some of the YouTubers, 
um, musicians on YouTube. And one of them is Andrew Huang. Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing musician. And he uses Ableton. And just seeing all the stuff, all the sound design that he, he can do with Ableton. Mm-hmm. Um, and then having the two views, you're having the session view with all the different clips and then having your arrangement view, which is oh. what you're, everybody's used to. Yeah, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, the arrangement view is what you see on Pro Tools, Cubase, mm-hmm. you know, all right. the tracks going across. Um, but with the clip view or the session view, um, you have clips that are like stacked on top of each other. So each clip is a loop mm-hmm. and then you create another clip, you know, another loop and then you add them together. And then you go down to. Um, so it's kind of hard to explain <laughs> right? <laughs> um, without looking at it. Right. Everybody listening but, going, I, I think I get it. You know, and I, yeah. I'm the same way. I don't I don't I don't know Ableton really. Uh, I'm, I'm still using Adobe. I've been using it for six years and I don't even know how to, like I got as far. It came with with uh my line six uh, UX two. Mm-hmm. That's what I used to do most of my home recordings. And I just got enough where I could get it to record. And I'm still like, I learn new <laughs> stuff every day. It's like, Oh, I didn't know you could do that. Or I didn't know you could do this. And I switched yeah. to that other view by accident. And I'm like, what the hell? It's all. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, the session view is, is really nice because if, um, it makes it quick to put out an idea down. Mm-hmm. And then basically once I have an idea, then at that point um, I'll switch it over to the arrangement view. And at that point I can kind of arrange it, have the intro, you know, verse, chorus and all right. that stuff. Um, and it makes that really easy. And the plugins simpler or sampler that like blew my mind that you can drop in just a wave file in it. And then you can just chop it up however you want right. and transpose up and down all the different clips. And that's how I was able to do the, um, uh, the hydro flask beat. Nice. I recorded nice. all these different, yeah, I recorded all these different, you know, sounds that you can get out of a hydro flask. And then, um, you use the transpose and, you know, pitch it up and down until you get the right, you know, uh, the desired note, I should say. That's, that's cool. And for our listeners who don't know, a deal is actually the one that came up with our, our show, uh, theme. Uh, I, I basically just threw it out there. I said, Hey, I, these are some ideas I have. And you know, can you, can you make something that sounds loungy? Cause I want this to be, you know, obviously a lounge and uh man, first, first out of the gate, like it was like, there it is. Yeah. He played it for me. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. I was like, that's it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So, so you're a daily, you're actually here every time we do the show, but you're not actually here every time we do the show. So it's pretty cool. So, and you do that daily for other guest. people too, right? I mean, anybody listening can hire you to, to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. So. I actually just got um, contacted by another YouTuber who's starting a podcast and I'm working on their track right now. <laughs> that's really cool. That's really yeah. cool. I think in a modern society, I think that's how artists do it. You know, you just, you just got to do things that, you know, scratch the itch so that you can have time to do the things that you want to do personally. Well, you, you know? take a guy like Tony Franklin, bass player for Blue Murder, played played in the firm with Jimmy Page. I seen him on tour last summer with um, Jason Bonham. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this guy, you know, he's one of the premier fretless players. I would say Pino Palladino and Tony Franklin. I mean, that's, right, you, right. you know, doing session work and we're friends on Instagram and he'll put out there, he don't care if it's, if it's, you know, my demo or if, if it's playing for, uh, you know, Shaka Khan or, or Madonna, he's like, Hey, I, I do all prices. I do what sent, you know, if you're interested, contact me, I'll play on, you know, he'll play on, he'll play on your demo. You know, I mean, that's cool, but <laughs> you know, where the industry has changed so much and it's harder to, uh, it's harder to get those big paydays, but it's, it's a lot easier to, to get in contact with, everybody now and you mm-hmm. can just do you can just do things like that you can you can write a jingle or or you can come up with a theme yeah. song or you can play on someone's record i mean yeah it's, 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 it's pretty cool yeah. you know we can focus on the negative but there's a lot of positives too i think yeah. right now of being a musician and yeah in this day and age so honestly i, I mean that's kind of like why i decided to you know focus back on the music because i almost like had you know, no hope of, you know, making money through music and all that stuff. Uh, but then after, you know, digging into all the different avenues that you can make money with music, whether it's um, stock music, sync licensing, um, you know, doing, you know, custom work like this, or even just making beats and putting on a beat store and um, having a producer or an artist wants to, you know, 
throw vocals on there. It's it's right now the entrepreneurial life is all about multiple streams of income and how to monetize your skills and um, thinking, you know, creatively of how to turn one thing into, you know, another stream of uh, income. Yeah, that actually is what makes it hard to niche down. I think for a lot of people, it's because you're looking Mm -hmm. at multiple income streams. You're thinking about what else can I do? So, Hey, I'm going to be a photographer. Hey, I'm going to be a painter. Hey, I'm going to be, you know, and it, you can be all those things, but I, I still think you need to niche down. So I think what you're doing with your channel and, and, and your, your strategy for, for music is, is on par with everybody who's successful. I think it's cool. Thank you. Thank you. Um, honestly, I feel like I can still niche down even more. Like, just because I decided to, okay, niche down on music, but even within the music realm, there's so many different ways to go at it. Oh, um, yeah. I've, I've noticed, you know, there's YouTubers that are strictly just focused on stock music, you know, like how to write a stock music. There's YouTubers, uh, the past actually couple uh, weeks have been into sync licensing because I always thought it was so complicated and um, you know, not sure how to go at it. And I haven't found a lot of, youtubers out there like a lot of creators on youtube sharing their their ways on how things work um but i mean that's that's another niche you know you can go down to um of course the more niche down uh the smaller the target audience right you know the the quicker and the faster you grow yeah um at least that's what from what i've noticed i think your your audience though is a lot more um, understanding of what you do. And, and as long as you stay in that, like obviously Metallica, when they did some things that were different, their audience mm-hmm. kind of got torqued about it. But I think you get a nice strong tribe of people that follow you and they kind of give you that energy and you can feed on that energy to really do more in that niche that, that pushes you along. So right. I, you know, it's just, it's just good stuff. It really is. You mentioned nothing else matters and it kind of cracked me up because that was the first song I ever learned to play on bass from start to finish. I knew parts of a lot of other songs. Really? That was my, that was the first one. Yeah. I was in See, high I would have I thought you were into, you know, the older. I was playing Sabbath and stuff, but yeah. I never really, I couldn't play any of those songs all the way oh, through. Oh, I see. I see. You yeah. Know, so. yeah. No yeah. blackened. You know. No, no blackened. It's just too fast for me. What about Steve Harris? Did you ever play Steve Harris? Uh, I tried to a little bit, but I kind of, I, I didn't really become a Maiden fan until later. Yeah. That's too bad. You know, today's his birthday. Is it really? It is. Today. Wow. It's yeah. almost as if I didn't March know that. 12th. Yeah. Cheers to Steve. Got to do it. Got to do it. Because he's, right, a, he's a great. We're he's drinking. The, there you go. Cheers to you. Cheers. He is the uh, only. Oh, God. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. Oh. <laughs> it no. is a little better than regular Jameson, though, but not much. Oh, my God. You're hurting me. <laughs> I'm even wearing green today. I can't do it. I can't do it. I want to die. Hey, before uh, we get off on on something, if uh, that's what she said, if, if I don't ask, if I don't ask it to drive me nuts because I'm a I'm a big gearhead. Uh, what is that explorer that's behind you? That it's a, like a really cool explorer shape. Um, that's an Ibanez. Um, I can't remember exact model. It was one of the X types, um, oh. that they made. Man, I love this. It. Was, I love that shape. Cause that is so, that's so much cooler than a regular. It is. It's yeah, got a little it's, bit it's of that Kelly almost, feel. It's not a full X. It's like kind of chopped up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and X. That was the first, uh, electric guitar that I, um, got when, uh, moved to the U S and I still have it. That is to me, really it's cool. funny because it, it was like, I think I bought it for like 700 bucks. Um, and now it's almost worth like $300, but I love the sound of it. I just love the look of it. You know, it was, and uh, again, I was, you know, uh, loving, you know, James, uh, Hitchfield, you know, guitars and all that yeah. stuff. And that was kind of the type of, uh, guitars that he, he used in a lot yeah. of his, um, shows. Does it have active or passive. That, I can't see. I can't see on the wall that far away. Are they active pickups or are they passive? I can't tell. Oh, uh, those are the passive. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Killer. Really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the middle one is that's uh, my um, Martin. And then the other one is another Ibanez. That one actually, oh, that's probably, I shouldn't talk away from it. <laughs> <laughs> that one I got through like a, a Craigslist um, deal where um, 
uh, the guy wanted to buy my half stack Marshall. And so he gave me that and um, a Fender um, uh, amp. And I'm like, all right, uh, that works. And I think he threw like another hundred dollars on top of that. (laughs) And it actually sounds pretty good. Um, I wanted a guitar with, you know, locking mechanism. So um, it doesn't, you know, detune on me, but it it works great. It sounds amazing. You get a chance to play live much or do you, you do anything in that aspect anymore or, or are you just recording? No, right now just recording. Um, for a while I was like just playing mostly acoustic and um, classical stuff like restaurants, bars here and there. Right. But that mm-hmm. was, that was way back. <laughs> right. That's cool. Yeah. That made me think I was, it was right on the tip of my tongue. What I was about to say. So what was it? It's like right there. <laughs> Where'd he go? Did I don't, swallow? I don't, I think so. I think so. This was, uh, aftertaste of this uh, terrible Jameson is mad. It's got a decent aftertaste. It's just like a vanilla well, kind of thing to better the better nickelback. I mean, nickelback leaves me with a terrible aftertaste. Yeah. Right, we have to do that every show. And it's, it's getting tired. I know 31, 31 episodes. I've probably picked on 31 times. Chad Kroger was going to, you know, be our guest and now he won't come on the show. Probably. That's okay. He, I, I didn't work that up. You <laughs> must have did that. Oh. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Steve Steve Harris was uh, from Iron Maiden, so today was his birthday, uh, or is his birthday, I should say. Interestingly enough, I didn't realize this until I started researching the day, Clive Burr died on this day really? in 2013. Clive wow. Burr was the original drummer for Iron Maiden. Uh, played from 1979 to 1982, so he was on The Killers, he was on... Uh, uh, man, they're, they're just slipping my mind now. I can't think. It's this stupid... Freaking time change, man! I get, I'm all jacked up. We're doing it later, <laughs> right? But I keep looking at the clock, and I'm like, "What? What? No, I'm doing this like uh, doing need, physics in my head, thinking it's really change. not really that time is, you know." So, at any rate, you, know, you guys didn't change out there. Yeah, no, you, we don't change. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. I, I don't know. It, for those listening, we record on on uh, Sunday, so today was a time change for us, and. Here we are with that time thing again. Anyway, anyway, I got to bring this up because right now the corona, coronavirus, which we're, we're good. We're drinking dark apparition later. So we know Corona here. Um, I know, right? All these stupid jokes. I'm terrible about that. Anyway, in 2003, March 13th or March 12th. 2003. See, I can't, can't even do dates now. Well, and then you said it was Sunday. You got everybody all confused. I know, right? We're, we're, <laughs> these, yeah, Thursday. <laughs> I, was Thursday gonna, right? I wasn't going to say anything. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's on it. I'm re- no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the, uh, okay. The World Health Organization officially re- released a global warning of outbreaks of severe acute respiratory th- syndrome, the bird flu, SARS. So here we are again, doing it all over again. So I think more people actually died from that than, I mean, are you guys having panics in, in Phoenix over it? I mean, the flu in Phoenix is probably terrible. It's hot. Yeah. Right? I mean, honestly, most of the stores that we usually go to, like Costco and Fry's, they're like running out of things. Like really? Costco the other day, the water aisle is like empty. And same thing with the toilet paper and all that stuff. Wow. Um, people are going crazy. Like, yeah. They're just stocking up right now. That's um, crazy. So we're we're and, doing we're doing our part. We're doing this over the internet. We're not touching or anything. Not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's funny, you know, I, mean, I get I get how serious it is and all that. But then also when I look at the numbers, um, so what was it? We're like up to ninety eight thousand cases right now. Oh wow! Um, I didn't in know the that. world. Yeah. yeah. But that's still like less than 1%. Like right. if you look at the, yeah. well, you know, right. you start looking at heart disease and, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, some of these other things. And it's like, well, you know. Oh, please don't bring up the chicken on the donut thing because I'll, I'll I'll take my chances. I'm a, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it sounds very good, but I will try it. So. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, gi- I just had pancakes. I'm not giving up anything. For fatness, what's what's the chicken on the donut thing? They, they oh, got yeah. a new KFC sandwich, and it's a, it's a, it's two donuts is the is the bread, it's and the it's, bread. Got, oh yeah, it's got chicken in it. Yeah. Wow, they say it's yeah. delightful. It is. It's it's you know it's heart attack in a box. Something I'm working yeah. on a country They're song like, right now <laughs> called "Something's Going to Kill You," so it might as well be me. <laughs> Le- leave it. Leave it to country music. Yeah, yeah. speak yeah. the truth. 
<laughs> you can well, like, you, oh, there's chicken and waffle, and yeah. donuts sounds about right too. <laughs> hey, the White Castle chicken and waffle is pretty good. Yeah. It actually, I'm really, yeah, I couldn't believe it, but it, I, I liked it. So mm. I've never had actually, I've never had White Castle. They just opened the first one in Arizona like a year ago or something. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, it, they're so based in Columbus, I, so oh, okay, yeah, it's, they're not as good as they used to be, but it's it's a uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a good slop. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I mean, I remember when I watched Harold and Kumar going to White Castle. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the movie that kind of really great marketing strategy there. I don't know if that was intentional or not. It is um, like that around Ohio. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty much a, yeah, that's a day in life anybody in Columbus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah since then, I've always wanted to try it, but I, the only thing that I basically tried was their frozen, you know, yeah, White Castle. Yeah. It, it's about the same. I, okay. I shouldn't be mean, but it, it is the frozen stuff. I mean, it's really hard to make that sandwich. Oh, taste I wonder if they still cut different. the holes in them. I'd they say, used, yeah, they, cut, the whole, they cut holes yeah. in the patties and it makes it cook more even or something. That's not it. They're saving yeah. money. Well, that too. They take some of them beef out of it. And that was the whole, where's the beef thing from the eighties. Remember that? I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> what are we even talking about? I, I, I don't know. We're like the old judges on the Muppets. We're going to do this until we're really old. And I think it's going to be fun. You know, we're just going to be old grumpy and what are them kids doing today? You know, <laughs> without being a boomer. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. So I, I got to ask, ask, uh, ask him. when you moved here, yeah. um, mm -hmm. there had to be a language barrier that was just incredibly difficult to get through. How did that affect your music? I mean, how was that? I mean, obviously music is a, uh, kind of a universal sound when you do all the mm -hmm. other notes. I'm a drummer, so it's, I, I'm not going to even try to attempt anything about keys and notes and all that jazz, but there's got to be something there that was really difficult because I, I struggle with just learning another language, let right. alone being dropped right in the center of another country. I couldn't do it. I mean, if, if somebody dropped me in uh, Iceland right now, I mean, most of them speak English, but I would have a really hard time yeah, if the, all they did was speak Icelandic, I mean, yeah. How was I mean, that for you? Yeah, like you said, the music, you know, it's a it's a universal language everywhere you go. Everybody knows what C sounds like, you know. Um, for me, as far as affecting my music, it was really like if I put on the spot to play a solo, right? Um, you know, most Americans say, you know, they go with the uh, pentatonic, um, you know, like scale. They go. You know, but then like for me, I was more familiar with the kind of, um, would it be the Lydia scale? I can't remember. Uh, but the, the Latin Arabic style, you know, so, you know, and <clears throat> it just, it was, it took a little bit to adjust to that. Um, and definitely, you know, learning the blue scales and all that definitely helped. Um, but till now I'm more comfortable you know, playing the Latin and the Arabic scales than, um, you know, the rock and roll or blues or. So at this point, are you still conscious when you're blending like different styles or you're getting an influence of, of kind of, you know, your childhood and, and the stuff that you learned early on? Um, and when that sneaks into your music or do you consciously, you're thinking, oh, okay, well, that's, you know, this is, this is an influence here. That's an influence here. Or, or at this point, it's it all just kind of blend together on its own and you just don't even think about it. Um, it's funny. I used to be very caught, you know, self-conscious about that. Just like how, you know, when I learned English, you know, I mean, in Syria, we took, you know, English in high school, just like how you take Spanish here. Right. So you're going to learn alphabet, simple, you know, um, phrases and all that. Um, but then when I came here and as I'm learning my English, to me, it bothered me when I, as soon as I talked to somebody, they're like, oh, where's that accent from? And I'm like, to me, I don't hear it. Like, you know, <laughs> so I worked really hard on that, you know, to, to the, until I got to the point where people, as I'm having conversations with people, they're like, they, they don't notice there's an accent. Right. Um, and it, it's kind of the same uh, with music at first. You know, I was very uh, cautious about that um, because I'm like, oh, I can't play this, you know, um, in this setting or like, I can't play, put that in my music because I'm going to be like, well, what is that from? You know, but honestly now I, I don't like, you know, shut it down. I just let it come out. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's what it should because, 
I decided to, you know, like, and, and honestly, I give it to the whole YouTube thing and um, making yourself stand out. And I'm like, this is me. You know, why am I, you know, trying to hide it or yeah. cover it and try to sound just like anybody else? No, this is my sound and I should just embrace it and, you know, let it come out when it, when it wants to. Yeah, I I love on your YouTube channel the theme that you've got going right now with the sound, the the music, the theme song you got on your YouTube channel is what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. I, I love it. It's such a for me, it's such a different progression, such a different sound, you know. I mean, we really kind of screwed up here, honestly. You could have brought a bass. <laughs> I could have played sticks or something. We could have wrote the next hit right here. Well, yeah. We could have we could have jammed live or we could have done the theme song right here. You know, just yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. A, a different that's kind of cool. I, when you grab the guitar it made me think, oh yeah, we should have, you know, crap. So you're obviously <laughs> still, you know, you're you know very good at, at piano keyboards and you know you talked about learning guitar after um mm -hmm. getting lessons. So now I mean do you consider yourself a a, a piano player that plays guitar or do you consider yourself a guitar player that plays piano or are you just a musician um i would say just a musician yeah. i dabble with any instrument that i get you know and i try to you know make sound out of it whether i'm playing it right or not um to me it's you're making a sound and if you, if you know how to to uh, combine these sounds um together to create something that just makes you a musician, somebody right. who loves music and can make music out of anything. Um, but I would say I'm more comfortable on guitar than piano. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fair. Like that's the sound fair. effects there. I, I right. had to throw it in there. So for our listeners, we are breaking into Jackie O's. Oh, this is going to be terrible. It's, it's like motor oil. Look at that. It's so good looking. Uh, <laughs> this is what I got to deal with. Look at this little glass he's giving yeah, me. <laughs> It's a pretty little, pretty little thing. Uh, so does he surprise you with like new drinks every episode? Pretty yes, much, yeah. Like, yeah. I surprised him with one when we did the, uh, we did the little beers uh, with the liqueur 43. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what we're drinking and he has me trying different stuff. And I've never been a beer guy ever. Um, yeah. And I really didn't start drinking even once in a while until, oh, uh, it's been about, well, it's about 10 years ago. And, uh, you know, I, 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 silver tequila and pickle juice is my drink of choice. So, but <laughs> oh, it's awesome. It's funny they over here, they call that like the Tijuana hooker shot. Oh, <laughs> it's basically like it. tequila with, um, and you chase it with pickle juice. Yeah, it's great. Cause I'm, I love pickle juice and I mean, tequila, I wouldn't say I love it, but it's, I like Patron. Silver Patron is good. 1800 is good. Mm -hmm. yep. Um, Casa Nobel is good. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I never really know. He had me drink really out of all the beers. It's been doom pedal. It's been, the, yeah, that's crazy. It's only like 50 one. West brewery. Yeah. 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 And I don't love it. I just hate it less than everything else. Yeah. Let's try this. Well, was, well before you do, all right, this is, this is a sustainably crafted with purpose beer. Oh, really? Yes. Well, that makes ja all the difference. Jackie O's. They're from Athens, Ohio. They've been down there for a while. Athens is a kind of our party school, um, university location. It's, it's, back in the hills, southeastern Ohio. It's it's a they like to get it's a little mecca. It's kinda <laughs> kinda cool of what it what it actually does. But this is a hauntingly good brew at ten and a half percent alcohol by volume. So it's not easy drinking. I think it is, but it's right, you see. know, beer before liquor makes you sicker. That's why we had mm -hmm. the Jameson first. Hag before gag makes you go ahead. Brag. I gotta see what you do. Because you're Cause just he's actually dying to drink it. Because <laughs> liquor before beer you're in the clear, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not nice. The initial <laughs> the initial hit is not bad, but then yeah. it's you know then it's just all bad. Is it? Yeah, but that's I like it. Is I don't despise it. It's got a nice bouquet, as as the photographers like to say. <laughs> <laughs> I give it a I give it three on the ugh scale. Mm, 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 mm. Man, I wish well, I was there just to try all the stuff. It's uh, I told him he should have FedEx you one, but you know he's. He dropped the ball. I just bought it yesterday. I was standing, actually, I was standing in the liquor store, right? Mm -hmm. And I had this urge. I was looking at this, and I've had it before. I, I almost, I think we've had it on the show. I'm not real sure. It didn't, don't, I didn't do the research on this day in history kind of a thing. And I was sitting there going, man, we should, we should probably get that Trooper beer, uh -huh. that Iron Maiden Trooper beer. I like it. It's a really good mm -hmm. beer. 
And as I'm looking at it, there's a new one, and I don't recall the name of it, but it's it's also made by Robinson Brewery, which is the brewery that makes um, the beer for them. And uh, it's an Iron Maiden-themed uh, beer as well. And, of course, you know, I came home and realized, oh, crap, it's uh, his birthday, and the other guy passed away, and <laughs> it just made sense. Right. But, you know— I'm an idiot. I saw this uh, dark apparition. I like it. I've had the first time I ever had it was actually at the brewery down in in Athens, um, off, off the keg, and it it tastes just like I remember it. Nice and cozy. Good good to the last drop. I'm sure. It's kind of nice, chocolatey, raisiny goodness. It's got same thing. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So whatever. It's oh, got well. some. We we got to do. That. I mean, with the the the. You know, the theme of the It'll lounge. It'll get you drunk. It, well, it will. Yeah, that's why it comes in a four-pack for, you know, those of you who like Russian Imperial Stouts understand these, the Imperial part is what makes them stronger and more destructive to your liver. So, Luke Skywalker fought against the Imperial, so. Yeah, and it is black. <laughs> it is black like the Imperial Army. <laughs> Are we losing anybody yet? I mean, we're kind of into it. Yeah. So, you know. And you're taking it easy, which I've, I've watched. Your, yes, your wife I, I would am. be proud. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't want to be like, oh, yeah, yeah we, have, we have things to do. <laughs> so you're in Phoenix mm-hmm. or you're near Phoenix? I'm in Phoenix. Now, you know, they're kind of known for having a, a really kind of fertile, you know, music scene and diverse music scene. I mean, is that your impression as well? Or? Honestly, no. Really? <laughs> I mean, I, I only know of a couple bars that do live music. Um, other than that, it's like you, you have to go and actually, you know, buy tickets to big concerts and all that stuff. Um, I've been trying to find some other, you know, local bars that, you know, just enforce the music scene, but just haven't found much. Really? And uh, maybe because it's too hot to go outside. <laughs> Everybody's a, a bedroom producer or a bedroom musician. Um, but yeah, I, I wish I wish there was the the music scene was a, a little bigger. And maybe you know, I there's certain parts of the uh, the town that I'm not aware of. And I don't know. Um, that's, that's interesting. I, I would have thought. What about how many how many people are in Phoenix? Oh, it's kind of know. a big city, right? It's probably yeah. is it half a million, million. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't need it. Hey, Google, what's the population in Phoenix, Arizona? In 2017, the oh, he's, he's got that Phoenix, bitch ready to go. Was <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice. See, I can't do that. Well, it seemed like in the Siri late 90s and the, the early 2000s, a lot of, a lot of metalheads, it seemed like there was a lot of, there was a lot of metal bands coming out of Phoenix. There was uh, a lot of uh, older metal guys that were moving there and, and uh, recording there, and mm. and uh, but must dried up. A He's got bit. me all geeked out on this this whole thing. technology. This, yeah. Hey Siri, what's <laughs> my name? You're Michael, but since we're friends, I get to call you the Dark Lord of Art. Jesus. Yeah. Did you hear that? It's <laughs> nice, kind of quiet. Yes. I didn't have it on there. I'm the Dark Lord of Art. You know. See what yeah. I got to deal with. Bar. Yeah. <laughs> this is my life. Siri, Siri's not as cool as as yours. Uh, used, I have used to be. Too. Honestly, I just feel like for um, the you know the smart speaker, home speaker, Google does it does it best. Yeah, I've tried. I've tried Alexa before. Alexa is awesome. What I like about Alexa is all the support they have for all the different um, gadgets in your home. Like yeah, garages and like the um, your AC and all that. But then when it comes to like doing a search. Um, from what I know, Alexa uses Bing, and yeah. it's, oh, yeah. the results are not as accurate. In my right. opinion. Yeah. Say no more. Yeah. <laughs> you know what Bing is good for? Is getting no. you to Google. Yeah. You can use Bing yeah. to get you to Google. That's uh, nice. You use uh, so your recording software. Do you run that on a Mac or a PC? Uh, I run them both. So really? I have um, a machine that I built here, a desktop where I have my uh, Ableton on there, but then also I have my Mac. Um, and I have, I've been struggling trying to find a good workflow with, you know, starting something on my Mac and then moving it to PC. Um, it's just, I don't know. The easiest way so far, it's been like just simple um, beats that I make with kind of like stock 
Ableton uh, sounds because that is basically synced up to my Google Drive. So I can start a, you know, a session on my MacBook and then I'll finish it on uh, PC. But then whenever it comes to like using uh, third party plugins and um, sample packs and all that stuff, all of that I have on a, uh, a hard drive, uh, an external, sorry, SSD. But then still every time if I when I unplug it from the Mac, plug it to the PC, PC is just it, it's not smart enough to just know where to find it. Yeah. I always have to go and tell it where where it is. It always loads a, a session with missing audio files or something. <laughs> right. <clears throat> I, I think in this day and age, uh, I think it, I think everybody can agree that maybe a decade ago, a little bit longer, Mac pretty much had the creative field kind of yeah. honed in really good, and it's kind of getting away from that a little bit. And PCs, you know, coming to terms with how things are done in the creative world. And uh, I, I think anymore, it just it really doesn't matter what you use. It's it's the typical. You know, gear's not going to get you there. You know, your your right. artistic creativity and yeah. and all that's what gets you there. I think as long as it don't get in your way, and I'm sure you, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure you've experienced this. It's just like uh, anything that makes it harder. Just like you know, having that now you got to go and search for these files. You know, I'm you're trying to create. You're not trying to yeah. go search for files. You're trying to lay this down. Yeah, that's all exactly. I'm looking for is whatever makes it easiest for me. I don't have to think about the technology. I want the technology to be good enough. I don't have to think about it. It's yeah. thinking about it. I just want to play guitar, yeah. play bass, yep. and and sing and and get this song done and yeah. move on to the next thing. But as soon as I got to start thinking about, all right, well, this is missing and that's missing, and I got to add mm -hmm. this and this got corrupted, and then it's just like, all right, I'm done. I'm out yeah. of the moment. You know, I've yeah. missed it. And with PC, I mean, they had an issue with latency for the longest time that I've known. You know, you plug in your your devices and, you know, you hit a key and then, I don't know, five seconds later, you'll hear you know, <laughs> right. coming through your right. PC. And um, until like, uh, what is that called? Um, Azio, Azio for all. It's a driver that they, um, a bunch of people worked on to make it easy a driver for all devices. So regardless what device you have, if you have that driver, it's almost no latency mm -hmm. uh, for PC. But I mean, on Mac, I don't have to download or anything. It just works right, right off the bat. Yeah. I, so. I think for me, that's people always ask, well, you didn't have to spend that much money on that. Why'd you get that? For me, that's where I spend the money. If, if the gear gets out of my way and lets mm -hmm. me create, that's why I buy it. You know, I, I know that, um, like in podcasting, for example, you know, a lot of, a lot of folks are using the H six from zoom and I'm not real crazy about zoom recorders. I mean, they, they work, they're cheap. You have them. And we've used the H four N pro for quite some time. The preamps on it aren't great, but I'm running other gear that makes up for the, the preamps. Honestly, right. so the preamps aren't aren't really a big deal. Um, you know, for me, like I say, just the gear's got to get out of the way. So, like for our case, we just plug in and we got two channels. I get a lot of people saying, "Well, you need more channels." You know, like the H six has. Why are you using H four N? And you know, again, mixer, other things. I just mm -hmm. I really don't feel like I need it. And the next for me, the next upgrade would be the mix pre. Because I really just, I yeah. like the other things that go along with it. Not that I hate. Has a lot of good reviews. Yeah, yeah. Not that I hate Zoom. It's just, I think Zoom is more prosumer than mm -hmm. than pro. And I think the Mix Pre series brings so much of the pro level audio recording at a more consumer level. It's a little yeah. bit above prosumer. Do you find that with your, your plugins that you're using on Ableton and... You know, even even your guitars. I mean, there's you've got to see it, right? Yes. Um, I try to. So, I mean, there's obviously it's funny because a lot of times if I make a beat and I use the stock, you know, um, sounds that and that comes with Ableton and people are like, oh, you can't use a stock. You know, it just doesn't sound pro. You know, it's like you have to have a third party plugin to make it sound pro. But. Honestly, there's a lot of, you know, tracks that I put out there and people love them, but 
they were made with, you know, Ableton stock sounds. But it's just right. because when I first started, you know, I didn't have, um, you know, the, the cash for some of those fancy plugins. But, you know, you can take a sound, you have all the effects in Ableton. Yep. You can EQ it, you can, you know, um, compress it and make it sound like how you want to. So it's it's really all about how how much do you know about your gear and how well you work with your gear, not necessarily the type of gear that you have. Yeah, yeah that's, um, that's important. I remember like when, when I was playing at church, um, I used to have a really cheap um, Line 6, what was it, like a Spider 10? Yeah. Um, and it was like, I don't know, $200. And I actually used to use it at, um, at church. And I'm talking the church that I used to play at. I mean, it's like a, a concert every Sunday, really. Um, it's one of those big stadium, you know, we had like an orchestra basically on Sundays. Right, right. Um, nice progressive and, church. That's cool. Yeah. And I still remember the the audio video guy is like, dude, I have the exact same amp, but how, why does yours sound so much better? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I tinker a lot with it until I get the sound that I like. And so it, it's really how you work with your gear, not what type of gear you have. In my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I, I do. The fundamentals when you're, when you're working at the level, even I'm going to say it this way. I'm thankful for crap gear because crap gear mm-hmm. gets you, where your limitations are there and you kind of have to go, well, I got to, I got to figure this out. How can I make this sound pro mm-hmm. or look pro or be pro, whatever you want to call it. I hate the word pro really. Cause it, it just conjures up. So overused. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. I um, think it's about the ear. I mean, people like, you know, vintage boards sound good because they got a certain sound and, you're right, you know, guitars, right. it's, it's like, you know, I played, you know, the last two years with a, a $500 bass that I'm just in love with. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's, it's as good as anything else I got. It's, but I like, there's a tone to it. There's a, there's a certain thing. And, Absolutely. you know, it, gear don't have to be expensive or modern. Right. It just has to, it has to speak to you. I mean, that's why, you know, what, how long has the tube screamer been out and people are still using that yeah. in front right. of their amps. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason for that. There's, right. there's something about that tone that people like. So yeah, it mm-hmm. just, it, again, it's got to get out of your way and let you express your artistic feelings. You know, what I'm kind of curious about, um, before I forget, um, you know, Mike, Mike asked you to come up with a, uh, a theme song, you know, mm-hmm. he give you the direction that, you know, just think that you were in a, um, a lounge and listen to some of your YouTube music. And it's a very big departure from some of the other stuff. How, what goes into the creative process when somebody comes to you and says, Hey, I'm looking for something with this particular sound. What, what's the first thing you do? How do you approach that kind of a thing from a creativity standpoint? Um, to me, it's, I, I look for the elements that make the theme that they're looking for. Right. So just like a painter, you know, when they go to paint something, you know, whether it's colorful or a landscape, there are certain colors they go to, right. To, to make that painting happening. Um, and same kind of deal with me and it's i usually start with okay what are you looking for um what kind of sound what kind of what genre you're looking for um and then from there i kind of go through my library of samples and sounds and start collecting basically all the different colors right that i need so um and for you, like I knew the type of beat that you wanted and um, and then you wanted that lounge. So I knew it was going to be something bluesy that's going to fit the theme um, and experimented with different things. I'm like, OK, I'm going to do piano for this or I'm going to do guitar. Um, and it's really how it just comes out sometimes. <laughs> it's it's kind of weird. <laughs> right. Like I, I bring all the tools that I need to make it. You know, yeah. based on what we talk about. And then from there, it's just experiment and yeah. like try different things. That's why a lot of times if you look at my uh, folders, it's like, okay, final one, V1, final V2, final V3. It's like yeah. I keep exporting, but every time I'm changing <laughs> something a little bit different until I get to that, you know, the one picture, the one sound that checks all the boxes and it feels good and I'm happy about it. Because a lot yeah. of times you can you can make something that, you know, checks all the boxes, but Yep. If it doesn't, you know, that doesn't mean it sound good. It's still got to sound and feel good. Right. So what I really like about the theme song you did for us, I, I sent a deal um, 
think it was a Quincy Jones uh, clip. And obviously I, I can't call up Quincy and say, Hey, I want to use this clip. You know, I, I don't, my budget's pretty low, you know, and <laughs> I know you're Quincy Jones, but Hey, I just got to use it, you know, cause it sounds really good on the Michael Myers movies. You know, <laughs> that, that was really the impetus right there. It was like, I wanted to sound a little cheeky, a little bit, um, fun because, you know, there's, there's a lot of art podcasts out there. And I don't want us to sound like we're just talking about art all the time. I want to talk about all walks of art and musicians and sculptors and everybody. And I was like, where would we all meet? What would we do? Well, we'd meet in a lounge and we would have a drink and talk about our craft, you know, and that's kind of the whole idea. And then I thought if I were to go back in a time, it'd be the 1960s. I'd be driving a Shaguar and, you know, and wearing this frilly outfit, you know, and right. Yeah, baby. Yeah. But that's where I came up with this. And I was like, this is what I want. And it's like, boom, he came up with it. And what was even better with all of that was you gave me um, almost two different parts in one clip. And it, I love that because it goes from being traditional lounge kind of a sound to a, a more jazzy lounge. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that. I love the the ability. And it kind of works with how we do our intros and our outros. It just kind of, it, it has a little bit of a change to it because we, as you know, we can't really stay on one topic and right. it's very spontaneous, again, loungy, um, kind of scary sometimes too, because honestly, preparing for this, I really only had three questions for you and we've answered them, <laughs> you know, and people go, dude, you, you do an hour with three questions. Yeah. That's how I did all my rock and roll interviews with bands too. I'd, I'd go talk to, you know, the drummer from Megadeth for something and say, I only got three questions for you, dude. We got to make this last. <laughs> and you know, and it, it's fun because you, you just, it's conversational. That's, that's to me, that's what a, a good interview is. And I never like them to feel like an interview. I didn't want you to come on the show and feel like an interview. So I hope well, this, no, I just, hope this worked out like that. that. I just and find it fascinating. You said the vibe and everything there, you know, and we had to do, you know, the Skype call. It's, <laughs> it's a first for me, but it's working great. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's cool. Like I'm just it's hanging fun. out with you guys. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, but it's just, it's fascinating to make music that way because, yeah. you know, you're, you're taking, you're taking, you know, an idea somebody is giving you and then, you're making that happen. You're creating that out of thin air. I mean, for me, that's just, I, it's just badass. It just is. trying to think about Thanks, trying is. to do that. You know, I, I get in the room, I listen to a drum machine and I see how it hits me. And then I come up with a riff or I'm in a room with some, some bandmates and we're bouncing things off each other. But I've never had a guitar player come up to me and say, well, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> I want to have this certain feel and I want you, and I'd be like, well, what the hell are you talking about? You know? And then, and I and then try to create that. And I, I just think that's, right. I just think that's awesome. It is. Know? It is badass. Thank you. I, I Thank think you, you do a great I, job. I really do. I, th- I think everything you create musically is just, honestly, the, the, the hydro flask one really still kind of kicks me in the ass. Cause it's like, it is so simple, but so damn complex. <laughs> I mean, when you, when you watch the video, it's like, you know, it's one of those, uh, I know you haven't probably seen it, but it's, and if our listeners haven't up, seen it, I'm going to plug it. I'm going to drop a link in the, uh, in the yeah, description of the show. It, it's like, you know, just a couple little beats, you know, here and there. And then he let, puts that in a loop, does another one, puts that in a loop, does another one. And they're all video, <laughs> you know? So by the time you got this in, you got this orchestra of percussion and it's only a hydro flask. It's it's just yeah, so it's cool. cool. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's something you um, wouldn't yeah. even beat on, you know. <laughs> that one that one was weird because at, when you watch the video, you, uh, I talk about it briefly. Like literally, I was walking at work and I carried my hydro flask and just kind of like hit my knee and made this like boom. I'm like, this is a cool sound. <laughs> it is a cool and sound. Then, so I'm like, wow, what else, what other sounds can I do with this? Um, now I'm actually working on um, a YouTube video. Um, I'll just give a little quick thing, but it's, it follows the same, um, concept, um, making a whole beat with just one snap, um, basically taking that audio and (laughs) see how many different sounds I can get out of it. Um, and Ableton again, I'm not sponsored by Ableton, (laughs) but it makes it so easy for me, you know, to manipulate any kind of sound that I drop in there. That's cool. Ableton, if you're listening, uh, I think you got an opportunity here. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, you know, you've inspired me to kind of 
you know, I'm going to have to delve more into it, learn what I'm missing in it. Cause yeah. for me, it's just a clean, it's just a clean interface that I can use to get my, yeah. my stuff down. But yeah, and it sounds like a pretty good, there's a lot to it. Yeah. Alternative to pro tools for the folks who aren't using pro tools. How, how does that, I got to ask uh, on a technical level, how does that work? If you have say an engineer working in pro tools or is there a way to save a file so that it can be opened in both? Um, no, I think the only way you can do something like that is by exporting stems. So you export each track, you know, separately, mm-hmm, and then yeah. you pull those in into um, Ableton or any other DAW at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, you can, you now know, you have think, every yeah. single instrument, you know, in a separate track and you can do whatever you want to them. I see. We actually did that on the MG Flash on the first record because I couldn't be there for the session to play bass on uh, Strict 9. I recorded it in Ableton at home. Oh, really? With you just using the WAV files they had from that they mixed down from Pro Tools, and then I recorded it, and then I just I, I, I dumped that, that down to a wave and sent it to them, and they added it in. And yeah, technology yeah. is so cool, so cool. Yeah, it is. Uh, there's a drummer. I, I think we've talked about him before, but his name is Omar Hakim. Oh yeah, uh, he played for Madonna. He's he's recorded on so many different albums anyway yeah uh kind of out of my genre of music but as a drummer he's um, a pretty big influence and he was one of the first ones to start with digital drums and he would oh, yeah. Get, yeah he uh back in back in the day when he was starting to do this he wanted to make sure all of his drum sounds were the same live as they were in the studio so nice. of course on pop music it's that's a little difficult yeah. Because, you know, you've got a lot of things going on there. Right. And he showed up to rehearsals with Madonna and everybody's like, oh, I don't know about this, you know. And I only know this because I watched a video on it. It's not that I know him personally. But basically he went in there and he said, he's like, well, this, this works good and this works good. And they loved it. Of course, he toured with that. And it was like the Roland V drums at the time, the original ones. Maybe not the V drum, but the, right. I think it was maybe yeah. the TDK 20 or something like that for all the, the drummers listening. But it, it baffles me that you, you don't need a studio these days. I hate to say that. I really I do. Cause it's putting, putting studios out of business because a, a good engineer is a good engineer and a good producer is a good producer. You can't get away from that. Right. And we have a school right down the road from here, about seven tenths of a mile that actually trains people how to be engineers and producers and uh, audio people. Great school, uh, mm-hmm. recording workshop. If for those listening, again, not sponsored, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, you that was the thing with Omar is he he put, you know, he can he can put a SD card in that brain of the drums and record the whole thing in high fidelity sound with his sound. You can model the the. The shell type, the drum heads, the yeah. the reverb, the how much of the snare do you get in the first tom? How much snare do you get in the kick drum? And you just mm-hmm. basically make your own kit, right? And yep. it puts it out there, and that's what is is killer for me. So, like in in the case of what we're doing here, we're in Ohio, you're in Arizona. Mm-hmm. We could literally record you on bass, uh, Paul, Paul on bass, me on the digital drums send it to you. You could add the melodies and, and all that sort of stuff. And we never see each other in person. In fact, I've never met a deal in person. We <laughs> met on uh content creator collective. It's a, it's a, I have, he's right there. I see. Well, yeah, he's right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we met on content creator collective and I got to give a plug on that too. Cause it's a, it's a really good discord server that's out there with just, just amazing amount of talent that, that uh, exists on there. You, so you can true. ask a question yeah. and get any answer. I mean, really, yeah, you can. And it's such uh, a variety of artists too. You know, yeah. Videographers, photographers, musicians, um, uh, techies, you know, coders. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> right. Any right. kind of question you throw it out there. Somebody knows the answer. Yeah. It was still <clears throat> relatively new when I joined. I, I don't think that there were probably weren't more than 50 people in there at the time. And there's, a handful of us that are pretty active now. And, uh, the, uh, the creator of content creator collective is, uh, by the name of Felix. He's, he's quite a man. He's a, he's, he's a creative a guy. Isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so I remember when I jumped in there for the first time, uh, I think, I think it was, I think it was you that 
actually welcomed me the first time. It was like, oh, mm-hmm. snap, there's Mike, you know. And uh, it was just it was welcoming, you know, very welcoming. The The whole Discord server thing is just is just fun. I'm going to plug my own here for a second. We have Mike's Lounge. I'll put a link in the description of this show. You can always join and do things. And eventually I want to do these recordings with folks in the lounge uh, for all of us. But Discord is a great place to hang out with other creative people. Discord. Discord, yeah, you just... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. So I'm going to, without further dragging us on, we we tend to kind of linger a little bit. And I know you got some plans today and the time change, you came in early for us instead of later we just our math was not good totally totally messed <laughs> yeah, up I sent a message last night i said hey man it was like it was what it was like one in the morning actually. it was one yeah was, i said hey yeah. uh you think a time change or are we really doing yeah. this at, at the correct time well we didn't have the two o'clock hour and you're right. asking me at one i'm like i'll tell you in 24 That's, minutes yeah. you know <laughs> and then yeah. and then in 25 minutes i get to text fuck <laughs> I said, well, we'll I got to get a hold of a deal, you know, and then that's when I sent you a thing. So, you know, it actually it, it works out perfect because, um, you know, my son, usually he's two, he naps during, you know, between 12 to, you know, to two. And I was like, okay, two should be fine. He should be up by then because I figured <laughs> my wife is just going to take him to, you know, her mom's house. And today out of all days, he crashed at 10 o'clock. Like he just, we went to the store, came back, he was just out and like, I'm like, okay. And he slept from 10 to noon. So I'm like, one o'clock works great. Nice. He's such an adorable little dude, man. I tell you what, you, you post your pictures on Instagram and Thank uh, you. just do stuff. He's just, you got your hands full, brother. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love, I love that he, he dabbles a lot with my gear here too. He loves it when I just turn on my keyboard or uh, my Ableton push and He'll just like drum and <laughs> plays all the sounds. That's I nice. can leave him in here and he'll just like play with that stuff. He's, he definitely has an ear for music. That's awesome. I That's think. awesome. So I'm going to let you plug your stuff one more time for everybody. I'm going to drop some links in the description as well for those of you who want to uh, pay attention that way. Where can people find you, Adil? Um, I'm everywhere at Adil Constantine, A-D-I-L-C-O-N-S-T-A-N-T-I-N-E, uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, I've been even doing some TikTok videos and um, on YouTube it's youtube.com slash a Constantine. Or if you just look, look up my name, Adil Constantine on YouTube, you'll find my channel. It's a pretty good um, name. It's a good name. It is. Thank badass. you. It's, it's great. You know, you got <laughs> yeah. I, I thank my dad for that. My dad yeah. is half Greek. So that's where I got the Constantine from. That's oh, cool. nice, um, nice. Really yeah. cool. It was great having you on the show and, yeah. and I'm really thankful that we had the opportunity to do this with you because it, it just, man, there's so much, so much talent there. And Thank you so uh, much, man. for, for anybody looking for a jingle for their YouTube channel or their podcast or any of the sorts of things, look a deal up. He has got so much talent that is available to you and I'm sure it is at a reasonable reasonable fee i'm I'm not going to kid you there i really think you can get quite a bit out of this and he's just such a master at what he does so go check awesome. that out thank you so much you are welcome and uh with that i'm going to finish my oily drink here <laughs> gag <laughs> uh, i i do like it if anybody from jackie o's is listening you can sponsor a show i'll be happy to put you out there <laughs> And I'll choke it down, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, I'll, you will. I'll choke it down. Uh, that point, again, yep. that's what she said. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. I personally, I've, it's been great meeting you, Adil, and uh, I'm Same looking here, forward to uh, uh, getting to know your music and some of the stuff that you're doing uh, a lot better. Mike's yeah. talked about you a whole lot, but I tend not to pay attention to yeah. a lot uh, of what Mike yeah. says. Thank so. you so much. Yeah, it's, it's a pleasure <laughs> meeting you, too. I always hear your voice on the podcast, so <laughs> it's nice to kind of put a picture to the voice. Right, right. <laughs> Oh, I got to say, too, what? What? On, on our Discord server, Mike's Lounge, a deal is Thor. Oh, really? He's, yeah, he's one of the moderators. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, so when you come yeah. in there, he'll put the hammer on it. That's. <laughs> <laughs> we even have like a, a hammer, Thor's hammer uh, yeah. emoji. In oh, there. that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it is cool. So, man, this has been fun. I'm going to yes. let you get to your family. I know you're you're kind of afternoon drinking and we're we're a little later <laughs> here. So, <laughs> yeah, his his is too. My, my daughter turned 24. 
a couple days before the podcast. So, uh, <laughs> so we had a, yeah, we went out to dinner yeah. a few nice. days ago. <laughs> nice. nice. My youngest is off in Amish country with his new girlfriend. So, you know, my wife and I are alone. We had pancakes. So anyway, nobody cares. Anyhow, <laughs> that's all sexually? I've got. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, not sexually. They right. were good pancakes. We got this griddle and, you know. We need to play it off music. Nice. Wrap it up, B. You yeah, got to wrap right, it up. Right. So the music... <laughs> The music should be playing right now. So if you're listening, that is a deal. Playing the music right now in the show. Live? So, he's playing live? He's playing live. Oh, I'm, really. get I'm lying. <laughs> I'm drunk. Right. I'm not really. Hey, that's, the magic that's all I've got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank so. you guys so much. Uh, it's been a blast, you know, being on, on, on the podcast with you. I'm a big fan of your podcast. I thank listen you. to it. Thank you. Uh, you know, almost every episode that you put out. And, um, yeah, it's been a pleasure working with you and, you know, I'll, I'll catch you on the discord, I guess. Yeah. Hell yeah. Awesome. Awesome. You have a great day, Paul. All right. You too. Let's call this show done. It's over. It is over. Put a fork in it. That's all we got. Yeah. Check me out. Say that again. Cause I was talking about mgflash.com is where you can find me. All right. Bioscrew. Bioscrew. Yeah. You'll find us on Facebook. Yeah. One of these days we'll finish our demo. But. Yeah. And your live, your personal project yeah, is going to be ready it's getting closer it's getting closer okay. it's getting closer all right well you can find me on michaelworth.com it's m-i-c-h-a-e-l-w-a-r-t-h.com and uh, you can find everything from there it's easy that way i don't have to explain everything else but links to our show links to my art links to everything that has to do with me but links go, to link yeah yeah so all right, Paul, we're done, dude. All right, let's I, go. We got to go. I got to finish this beer. <laughs> I'm getting some stir fry. <sighs> nice. You just had to do it. Hibachi. I got some frozen uh, stuff in the gar- in the kitchen. <laughs> I love hibachi. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right, man. Adil, right. we'll see you. Adil, thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.